Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Aye, sir. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. We should be able to hear the magnetic resonance field. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you are in this strange and wonderful continuum that we call science fiction. We're glad that you've been able to join us for the Event Horizon, where reality and fantasy meet. I'm your host, Ralph Carr, and on the program this week we have, for your listening, possibly the most important woman who will ever have lived. Advisor to Earth's President, Queen of Athens, and the officer of the Papal Mainframe, we have the beautiful Sunita Henry. Hello. Hello, Sunita. Welcome to the Event Horizon. Thank uh, you. If we could uh, if we dive straight in by talking a little about your um, early life and your childhood. I have a picture here on um, on your webpage showing me a very pretty little girl with <laughs> what looks like a berry on. Yes. Could you tell us a little about her? Um, well, I, I, I grew up in Dover, um, in Kent, and on the coast, 19 miles from France, uh, the white cliffs of Dover, and um, was going to be either an English teacher or a journalist. That was my goal. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and then um, kind of did a bit of modeling but wasn't very good at it, and uh, didn't realize I didn't like having my picture taken and um but weirdly got offered a part in the fifth element and that kind of um started it all really oh fantastic so so go, going from somebody who doesn't like their picture taken <laughs> to somebody who's on movies getting the picture taken yeah. 25 times yeah, a second it's, it's a weird thing i'm <laughs> yeah well you know i went to college and, and i did media studies yeah um, which encompassed journalism and all kinds of radio and all kinds of stuff. And it was during that time that we had to mess around a lot with um, cameras, video cameras. Uh-huh. And that's when I realized that I was very comfortable in front of a video camera, but not comfortable in front of a still camera. Oh, uh-huh, very curious. It's very weird, but as I've got to know more actors, I found that this is actually... Completely normal for actors to right. feel this way. So, um, so yeah, and, and, and some of my pictures got sent to, to Luke Besson, and I, I met with him, and he gave me a part in The Fifth Element. Oh, fantastic! After not having acted, I didn't act in school. I had crippling stage fright, so I didn't do a, um, any kind of school plays or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, again, that's unusual. Stage, uh, stage fright is horrific. I, I, I remember stage fright. Stage fright is terrifying. It's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So, I, um, and I hate <laughs> Yeah, I hate it being the centre of, I still hate <coughs> the centre of attention. I don't like 
people's attention on me. So I chose acting because that makes complete sense in my mind to do that as a career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit r- like radio interviewing. You know, about half an hour beforehand, I'm I'm terrified sitting here, you know, thinking, you know, they're going to hate me, or I'm I'm going to oh, fail, really? I'm going to lose my lines, you know, and all the rest of it. And uh, and sometimes I do, yeah, but you improvise, yeah, and, and you uh, you you pull through. You get through it, yeah. 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 And, and you, you, you feel better the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe after a couple of shots. So, so, so which, uh, which college do you go to to, uh, to, to, to do the media? Um, I went to South Kent College in Dover. Oh, right. Okay. And, uh, for two years and, and had a lot of fun and shot stupid little movies and made stupid little radio shows and completely you loved it wonderful yeah wonderful so so uh, uh, on, on the set of the fifth element uh, mm. we we all know that you're the uh, the, the president's aide um, back mm. there um, what what would you like to work with I mean I, I remember you saying that he was like sort of 18 feet tall and I mean he's just gigantic yeah isn't he <laughs> <laughs> well, you... uh, I was just uh, you know I, like I said I was studying media I was suddenly thrown into Pinewood Studios and that's just got so much history and I just remember two weeks of just walking around with my mouth open um, and I wasn't an actor so I, didn't, I had no clue what I was doing I just had to stand there and I think I did that pretty well um, <laughs> didn't do much else just stood there um, but he was delightful I think he was a little overwhelmed by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything was, I mean, it was just, it was a whirlwind of, of you know, the, the crazy world of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That I'm now slightly more used to, but at the time it was, for, for a, you know, I was, what, 19 when I did that? 19-year-old girl from yeah. a small town in England, and suddenly there's a lot of you know Bruce Willis and stuff you you just you don't, you don't know how to deal with it and at the time it was fantastic and then I went okay that was great and I just went back to college and finished my um, associate's degree and didn't think anything more of it it was like yeah and I spent two weeks shooting a Hollywood movie and now I'm back in Dover <laughs> oh wonderful um, yeah. I, I, I can imagine I mean if, if, if I was to meet it with people like Bruce Willis and, and you know the, the likes I'd be just sort of Wow, you know, it doesn't get any better than this. Uh, I mean, yeah. is, is he really as full of bounce as he looks on the screen? Uh, I actually never met him. You never met him? No, we shot completely different days. I shot with everyone else. All oh, right. Gary Oldman and all those people, but um, yeah, I never got to meet him. I think he was, from what I could tell, he was definitely larger than life. You, yeah. you, you very much knew that Bruce Willis was on set the days that everyone was shooting you know but everyone else was just very down to earth and this is a job and uh-huh. um, you know people have this notion that Hollywood and filmmaking is so glamorous yeah and it's so not it's a job <laughs> isn't it it's, it's just a job and I'm so glad I was introduced to that at a very right at the beginning of my career yeah. so that so that I realized that to these people they're actors that's their job they come to work they do their work they go home you know uh-huh. just like if you're a nurse you go to work and you come home amazing and it's, and it's not the only thing that's glamorous obviously is premieres and the red carpet yeah and the getting ready for that stuff yeah. but the actual day to day life of an actor is, is really not glamorous I was going to say I'm getting interviewed for Krypton Radio yeah <laughs> and that 
obviously, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, G- G- Gary Oldman played a, a, a very strange part, didn't he? He really did. Well, Gary Oldman always plays strange oh, parts. I mean, but, I mean, that guy's yes, weird. That, <laughs> yeah. that was, yes. But I think Luke really took him to an extreme. Um, yeah, that was a weird. It was like Hitler meets, I don't know what the, yeah, yeah, that character was. Very he, curious. He went with it. Yeah, he definitely, he came up with that character and he really went for it. Yeah, so. I mean, he's brilliant. I, I, any part that he's in um, is, is yeah. worth watching. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Now, coming, coming back to you, mm. yeah, the most important woman in the universe. Supposedly. Because you, <laughs> you delivered the, the, the baby James T. Kirk into the world. Yes, I did. Well, without, without you, history would be a different thing. It really will. But what if I had sneezed or something yeah, and I dropped him on his head? You know, that, yeah. that would have been terrible. There's yeah. a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, it a wonderful film. The, the, the opening of that, um, of that movie is, is utterly amazing. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, dra- the drama of it, the intensity, the, um, ju- just everything about it, the feel of it and everything. You know, it, it sets a whole tone. It really does. So those first few minutes, it, it really is edge of seat. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and loved your eyes. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I take it that wasn't makeup. No, and it's so funny. The years that have followed, I go to, you know, conventions and stuff, and everyone, that's the one question everyone wants to know. How did they do that? Uh-huh. People ask if I was wearing special glasses or was it makeup or. It's like no, it's it's computer generated. That was all computer generated. It was incredibly done, and, and I would I would have said seamlessly because because when I saw it, I, I thought you know that 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 is like uh, one of these Doctor Who prosthetic heads, you know, sort of mm. thing, you know, um, and uh, you know, sort of seamlessly matched, similar to the way that they did the Ood. Right. Um, you, you, you familiar with Doctor Who? Yes, yes, right, I am. And, and the Ood? Yes. Yeah, the, you know, the big, big heads, big, big eyes, and, and yep. the, and like, um, octopus tentacles in the mouth. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, when I saw that, I thought, I thought they'd done something similar, but, uh, you know, as you say, you know, the CGI on it was, uh, was amazing. It, it really was, and it, and, um, they, they obviously were very proud of it. The, the Blu-ray, has a, a little segment on the girl with the big eyes, which oh, is my right. character. Yes, and sh- yeah. and showing how they how they did it. Fantastic. So yeah, they they had a they were very proud of that. And I remember when I first met J um, J Abrams, he just kept staring at my face. So um, I'm not <laughs> sure if he was like, well, her eyes are large, but we just need to make them bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a little less human. Yes, and let them blink independently because that's weird. That is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here now just trying to blink, you know, in, in, it's difficult. It's difficult, yeah. <laughs> and I should imagine every, everybody that's going to be listening to this will be trying to do it's the same thing. Yeah. Right now, going, can I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can wink independently, yeah. but you can't. You, but you, you can't you, really blink independently. Yeah, no, it's, it's very curious. <laughs> but, uh, so, so you really enjoyed that? Yes, I love that. Good. Um you know, just to be involved in that that whole world of Star Trek, it's just such a, a huge world and it has such a huge fan base. And just to be part of that was was really something special. And still, yeah. you know, I get questioned about that and interviewed about that years 
data. So it obviously is important to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, uh, I just love Star Trek. I've been a Star Trek fan since, um, oh, it must have been early seventies when it came over here into Britain. Yeah. And as soon as I saw the Enterprise, I thought, that's the ship that I've fallen in love with. You know, that, that's, oh, yeah. that's the way spaceships should be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it just, you know, I've, I've been a, I've been a Trekkie ever since. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, so every movie that's come out, I've gone to, gone to see it, you know, collected the comic books and you, you name it, you know. Um, um, my, my wife used to say to me, uh, isn't it about time you grew up? You know, and I'd say, oh, and I'd yeah. say, in about another ten years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why is everyone rushing growing up? I don't yeah. understand that. <clears throat> well, I, I go to, I go to a lot of comic cons now. Because oh. um, I I um, I review them for for Krypton and oh. um, in in Britain the Comic Cons are getting bigger and it's, mm-hmm. it's superb to see them grow. The, the recent one that I went to in Liverpool uh, was about ten times the size of the one that was in in there last year. Wow! Um, and you know the, the the rate of growth on it is is phenomenal and it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Everybody's there, all dressed up. It's fantastic. You know. Oh, they're they're amazing places to go. Yeah. And just hang out. Yeah. And the, the, just the amount, the people that go are just the nicest, nicest people. Yeah. And well, there's you know the 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 feeling of family. Yeah. Very much so, like yeah. everyone's dressing up and everyone's into the same thing and talking about the same thing and yeah. it's just really nice. And no criticism. No. No criticism. No, no matter how crude somebody's outfit is, they've made an yeah. effort. You praise them. They have made an effort. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's such a. It's such a. I was um, talking about it with uh, Mayanna Buring, who's in Ripper Street, the blonde actress in yes, Ripper Street. Yes. Uh, we were both at Cardiff Comic Con a couple of months ago. And we just were sitting there just talking about it and what a wonderful, loving environment it is. That's the word I was looking for, a loving environment. It yeah. certainly is, yes. Yeah, and you don't get that every day, sadly. No, you don't. Very sadly. You should do. <laughs> yeah, you should do, but we don't. For Sadly, we're very judgmental as a society. So, yeah, so to go there is just a breath of fresh air, really. Yeah, I, 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 this, this year I ended up crossing swords with, uh, with Darth Vader. Uh, Oh, really? <laughs> Which is good fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Did he, you dress as anyone? Um, I, I was just there with Krypton Radio t-shirt on, but I had, oh. um, I had a sword that I'd made, um, which is meant to look like an anime sword. Okay. You know, one of these black ones with a white, white lining on it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Darth Vader was sort of, I, I was in his way, and he, he just sort of stood there and waited for me to move. So I just turned around, faced him, and went for my sword. He went for his lightsaber at the same time, and we both ended up crossing swords, which was which was That's fun, yeah, because everybody everybody sort of stood back and sort of started taking pictures. You know, this this you know, somebody's dead to you know. take on Darth <laughs> yeah. Vader. Yeah, it was great fun. I mean, it, we, we only we only crossed swords once, and mm. you know, let people take pictures, then put it aside, shook hands, you know, and that was it. Yeah. Nice, but uh, it, was, it was very pleasant, very pleasant, and, and friendly, yeah. and. Uh, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, w- which Comic Cons are you in next? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, um, I have no clue. Hopefully, something soon. Um, I know London was last week, uh-huh. and I think and Milton Keynes is usually in May. Um, right. So, so, so are you sticking to the south of England more than anything? No, I, I go wherever people like to meet me. 
right. <laughs> well, in in yeah. two, so in two weeks' time. Uh, oh, yeah. Really? Oh, that's fantastic. So, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, yeah, the only, my, my booking agent calls me and goes, oh, they want to, you know, to book ah, you for right. such and such. Right. Yeah, I don't contact anyone, so I never know what's coming up, sadly. Oh, I'm cheeky. I just, I, I just say, um, I want to come here, I want to go, you know, they say, oh. oh, really? I think you can because you're a journalist. <laughs> you're a, as an actor, they go, yeah, we don't care. Uh, well, th- th- this year, um, they, um, th- they wanted to, uh, they were thinking about giving us a table for Krypton Radio. And then they forgot. Ah. Uh, and when I turned up, they said, haven't you got a table? I said, no, you were supposed to get in touch with me. Oh, really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so if I'm there next year, um, they're, they're going to give us a table. Which nice. Is nice. So, yeah. So everybody out there in Krypton Radio land, listen for Liverpool next year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so that was that. We've covered your films. We've, um, uh, we talked about Olympus. Olympus okay. was incredible. Um, I, I just Yay. watched it. Um, I, I, I started thinking that it was like um, Game of Thrones on the cheap. Yeah, and then right. I realised that it wasn't. And, no. uh, and, I, and then I realised that you'd taken an awful lot of mythology, turned it round, mm. and made made an entirely mm. different story about it. Yeah, and it was fantastic. I loved it. And I oh, want to good. see the next, uh, you know, the, the, the next season. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm so I'm so glad uh, I'm so glad you get it. That's the problem. I think the problem we were having is that people weren't getting it. They they assumed we were trying to do Game of yeah. Thrones, which no, we're not. No. Uh, I don't think anyone other than Game of Thrones has the budget to do Game yeah, of Thrones. And, and, um, and, it, and it would be and, silly to do so as well, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Game of Thrones doesn't have... They're not the only swords and sandals. Nope. <laughs> Lots of other people are doing it as well. Um, and also, it, it's not straight Greek myths. I think other people were also confused that we were just doing Greek myths. This, this is the mind of Nick Willing, which is a very lovely but scary place. Oh. And uh, he, he's been studying Greek myths since he was seven years old you know and so he's been over 40 years um and he's taken the stories and he's twisted them and he's changed them um but still keep keeping an element of the greek myths running Very through much it so, yes um, yeah so it's its own it's his own world it's that he's created it's a very fantastical world which is why it doesn't look like other normal places that we expect you know like greece to look it's not supposed to be greece it's nick willing's yeah. greece which is different, you know, um, and uh, it, 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 I, I think you know once you get past the CGI, which is not Game of Thrones, um, it, it is a, a wonderful fantasy land that he's yes, created. Yes, it is, and, and I, I love the, the way that he's not afraid to sort of have a have a bit of blood splashing around. Um, he's not af- he's not afraid to be <laughs> quite quite <laughs> blood splashing. <laughs> I mean, there's one scene where I've got blood up to my elbows and I just kind of walk past my son's yes. room. And just like, of course she would have that much blood. That's completely normal. Well, well it, it would have been 3,000 years ago. You know, because mm-hmm. um, you know, people were into sort of, you know, lots of sort of animal and human sacrifice and stuff like that then. Yeah, so yeah, for a priest, a priestess to be up to her elbows in blood, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. As you say in France, saliva. <laughs> 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 yes. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, the, the the cast that they had there also was, was absolutely wonderful. I mean, you you, you play a, a superb part. Um, you know, really sort of convincing as a as a go getter, um, focused um, woman living in a violent society. Yes, you know, women back then. It hasn't changed much, but it has to a point. Um, you know, they were very much second-class citizens and weren't listened to or or anything. And and Medea is, you know, she has a goal. Yeah. <laughs> and she's trying to achieve yes. it. And God help people that stand in her way. Basically, um, she basically runs her husband's court, um, which is why the pe- the men in her in his court hate her yes. with a passion. Um, there's a lot of manipulation, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of actual stabbing, um, so, a lot it of sounds a little like seasonings. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I was going to say it's just like today's yes. politics. Yeah. You know, maybe a tiny bit more yeah. blood, but it's just a smidge more similar. But uh, uh, yeah, I, am, I, am I correct in thinking that your the the lad who plays your son uh, was actually mm. in the Chronicles of Narnia? No. He, he, he looks awfully, awfully like Eustace out of the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, right, okay. Um, I, I just thought I'd ask because, uh, you know, it's just, just another tie up there, but, um, he, he plays an, yeah, he does he, look he plays an incredible part. Um, you know, as a, like us. A, a, as somebody yeah. who wants to, wants to be there, but hasn't quite got the character to be there. Yeah, and the only character that has a heart, really, in the whole show. That's the sad thing about Lycos. Oh, right. He just wants, he just wants to do right by everyone, whereas everyone else is out for their own. Got you. Benefit. Got you. Yeah. 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 And then, and, and then you've got the, uh, the, the mystery of the lexicon. Well, yes. And, and, and I still don't know what that's all about. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I know, I know that the, uh, the first son has it. Like, yes, Hero has that's it. That's it. And we need to solve yeah. it. And there's three things he must do to solve it. All right. Uh, and in episode seven, uh, he finds out, as you know, you've seen it, he has to kill yes. love. Yep. Yeah. That's the uh, first thing. But there's two other things. that's a toughie. That is a toughie. And Medea knows what he has yeah. to do. And she's kind of guiding him through it. But I think the last thing is so terrible that she can't tell him. <laughs> and, and none of us know yet because there's no season two yet. Not yet. Not I, yet. I, I, I certainly uh, hope there will be because let's say it's it, 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 it's superb. I, I love it to bits. As I said I, I didn't think I'd oh, like good. it when I first started. Um, and yeah. literally after one episode, I was into it and I, I wanted to know more. The guy plays uh, Daedalus. Um, yeah, what, what a guy! I mean, he, he's um, he's also in Star Trek. Uh, yeah, Is he? uh, he's um, oh, what's the guy's name? Uh, he plays the guy who invents stuff and um, and, and gets things wrong all the time, and uh, and they uh, and they, they lead him off to one side, but keep him there as an inventor. Uh, uh, I can't okay. remember his name. I don't and know. I haven't got my notes here in front of me, so. <laughs> That's alright, that's uh, alright. He's, he's in everything, he's, you know, orphan black and, yeah. 
the Nick, he's constantly in, of course, Max Hedrum. Yes. Um, for the older yes. audience. Um, he, he's just a delight yeah. to yeah. work with. He, he, he seems great yeah. fun and, and the way, the way he plays Daedalus, uh, you know, he, he's such an inventor and, you know, yeah. uh, Imagines. yeah, yeah, very much a, a Da Vinci type character. Yes. You know, uh, yeah, and the wonderful thing about Daedalus, you know, you're on episode eight, so I believe him and I have met. Yes. yes. So then you have science and faith. Yes. Those are the two worlds, so. and we have to work together. Yeah. And so that that was a great thing that Nick Willing wrote. So you have this crazed scientist and this crazed religious person, <laughs> <laughs> and each doesn't believe in the other's world, yeah. you know. So, but we have to work together to get to solve the riddle of the lexicon. But isn't that the way of life? You know, that, that, yeah, exactly. That, that, you know, in real life, for things to work properly, the people of faith and the people of science have to be able to work together. Have to, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and that's and that's nice. That's you know, uh, once again, science fiction and fantasy sort of reflecting reality. Mm-hmm. Which is very. Which I think it's science fiction is done throughout you know history. Yeah. It's all it's always reflecting us back at us. You yeah. know what I mean? And 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 going this is what you're supposed to be doing don't you see <laughs> and we're blindly going through life going no 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 we know what we're doing no you really don't <laughs> yeah so uh, so you, you you really enjoyed that uh, that part I can tell um, oh yeah well I mean it was the first time you know I've, I've worked quite a lot but it was mostly little bits here and there and the rest of the time was a lot of commercials. Um, this was the first time that I could really act. Yes. You know, really build a character, well, that's right. go yeah, through you, thirteen episodes, and have a have a life. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, your, your your character is so complete and rounded there, isn't it? Um, yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah. And every week, he added more and more stuff onto my plate. <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, which is great. I say I'm, I'm looking forward to series two, and if uh, if if I. If there isn't going to be a series two, I'm going to write to him and I'm going to say, I want. <laughs> yes, I think you should. Uh, if, you, if you're on Twitter, tweet him. Right, we'll, will we'll do. Yeah, and, and everybody out there, Good. You know, watch, watch Olympus and then tweet. <laughs> yes, tweet. And we all, we all live tweet during the week when the episode yeah. is airing. Um, Tom, who plays Hero, Sonia, who's the Oracle, and myself, we tweet during... Wednesday evening on Spike yeah. TV in England. Oh, right. And then the rest of the cast live tweet during um, the East Coast um, airing on Thursday evening on Sci-Fi. Oh, fantastic. So we, we chat back and forth with, with all the fans. They're asking questions while it's airing. and So that's always fun to oh, do. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that, that, sounds, that sounds perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I always get the feeling yeah. that you know, we're sort of eight hours behind here um, and, and usually several weeks as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're only in England, we're only one week behind. Oh, right. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, so episode eight will be airing yeah, we'll, tomorrow. We are turning into a global village. Yes, we are. Ah. Oh. Hi. Um, so, so, what what are your plans for the future? Um, I start shooting a video game in September in Montreal. Is this your third video game? This will be my third video game. It's a completely different franchise, but it will be my right. third video game, which I love doing. Tell us about the first two. 
the first two was Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. Uh, and I played Ellie Langford. And uh, if you're a fan of the horror survival game, then you'll probably know about Dead Space. Oh, right. uh, yeah. And Dead Space 2 was the first time that the lead guy, Isaac Clark, got a voice and got... In the first game, it's just him. You're playing him walking through an abandoned ship, and it's it's so scary. I actually tried playing it for 10 minutes and couldn't do it. That's how scary it was. Um, in Ted Space 2, you start meeting all these new characters, and Ellie Lanford comes in, and she's kind of the Ripley yes. character. She's a strong female um, lead, and she helps Isaac on his path, basically. Oh, wonderful. So, oh. yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. So, so, so do you actually... Are you just voice on these parts, or do you actually do some of the action? No, we actually we do the whole motion capture. Oh, wonderful! With the dots on the face and the very attractive lycra suits, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with all the dots on them, and and they capture all our movements. So we're acting out the scenes and and running around with fake guns and shooting necromorphs, and all in this little room with no sets. It's a bare room. That really is acting, isn't it? it? It, yeah, it's like it's like basic theatre. Wow, it's so much fun to do. That sounds yeah. like fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. But, um, so, so, so the, the this third game that you're doing, what, what, what's that about? Uh, I can't oh, tell you. Okay. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. It's super, 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 super. Right. Secret. Okay. Uh, can you tell us the name of it? You no. Can't even tell us the name of it. All oh, right. No. Okay. No. Okay. That's that's fine. I'm. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to try not to ask any more questions. <laughs> that's all right. I can't. I, once I can, I'll no, let you fine. know. That's terrific. If you if you would please, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's when 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 it's ready. If you'd like to come on again, we'd um, we'd love to have you. That sounds, sounds good. Come and tell us all about it. Oh, I Excellent. will. Absolutely. Um, right. So uh, after that, what have you got to? What, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to working in my home country. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I've been gone for so long. And Britain is producing some amazing television right yes. now. Really cutting edge stuff. And uh, our film, um, is it boards they call them film boards? Like the yes. Welsh yes. film board, yes. the Scottish and the Irish. They're really doing so amazingly well, thanks to tax credits and all that good thank stuff. Thank goodness for that. Um, yeah, thank goodness for that. That... Uh, I think the bastard execution has just moved to Wales. Like everything is moving yeah. here to shoot here because we have great landscapes, great yes. studios, great actors. Yeah. Um, and so they're realizing they can produce a full product and not really have to leave. Wow. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to booking some stuff here and, and just shooting local. Yeah, I must, I must admit the, um, the, the, the British film um, industry was almost almost mummified at one point wasn't it yeah yeah it was especially when I lived here when I you know in the late yeah. 90s basically it was it was non-existent yeah, well, you, you said that you were, you were doing Fifth Element down at Pinewood and mm -hmm. uh, you know, Pinewood was, was almost in mothballs at one point yeah um, and uh, you know, to, to, to know that you know, some big productions like that are actually being done you know, in, in the UK, you know, and even if it's only part of the film being done in the UK, it's still work in the UK, which is which is wonderful. Which is wonderful, yeah. And, <coughs> and Pinewood have exploded, and of 
course, um, Star Wars shoots yeah. there. Um, and then Pine would have opened, I believe, another studio up in Scotland. <laughs> yep. And then they um, have taken over Dragon Studios in Wales, I believe. Wow. So there's so much stuff shooting here that it's so nice to see our crew, like the crew's yes. busy. Not just the actors, but the crews and our mothballed studios are actually being used and post-production facilities are being yeah. used. So it's lots of work is being generated, not just acting work, but behind the scenes. And that only helps things like restaurants and, you know, all the other, the infrastructure yes. that you need when yeah. you, when you have crews on, on set. So yeah, it's, it's really yeah, good to see. Lots of people sort of employed ancillary aren't there for, here with that. Exactly. Well, you see what Game of Thrones did to the Irish yeah. economy. That, re- that really helped him. Yeah. So. And, and, and you've got all the all the yeah. extras as well. Um, there's a friend, there's a friend yep. of mine um, lives in um, in Flint of all places, um, <laughs> and he's looking at doing extra work as well. Um, you know, and oh, that's and it's, good. It, 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 it's it's just brilliant. You know that that the work is it, is becoming available. It is absolutely, and and extra work is always a good way of <laughs> learning about if, if that's what you want. To, if you know if you want to be an actor. Yep. I started out doing extra work in New York when I first moved there. And it's the best way to learn, learn about set etiquette and what happens on set and how to behave on set. Yeah. Um, and you get paid for it, which yeah, is nice. It's always, yeah, it's always nice to get paid. <laughs> yeah, and you sit around for most of the day, so make sure you take a good book. But, yeah, at least, you know, you're not stuck behind a desk at a boring office yeah, or you know, yeah. packing printed you know, on, paper. On, on the entertainment thing, I mean, I, who would have thought... You know, five years ago, that um, you know, as, as a chemist and mathematician, I'd be um, I'd be running interviews for Krypton Radio. So, isn't that isn't weird? That strange. How did that How did that happen? <laughs> I'm I'm not too sure myself, but you know, here I am. Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, the Krypton Radio people are a fabulous bunch of people. Uh, I was over in the states last year, met them all. Um, and they are wonderful, wonderful people. You know, and I just consider it an immense privilege you know, to be able to do stuff for them. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I, I get to meet wonderful people like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank which is, you. Which is great. Uh, so yeah, who, who knows what my future will be? Yeah. Exactly. You never know. But uh, yeah. Know. So so after uh, so, so you're going to be looking at um, uh, uh, do more work in Britain. Um, yes. Uh, are you are you looking at more Doctor Who work? I whatever really that that comes along. I, I love love being part of that yeah. world. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be cast when I was here a couple yeah. of years ago, and I remember my agent going, "Listen, it's a tiny part. I can turn it down for you." And I went, uh, "It's Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if even if I'm just cleaning the TARDIS, yeah. uh, I'll be there. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about and, and, it." And doc- Doctor Who you know, um, got this habit of recycling faces. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. oh well, um, you, you, you'll you find um, you, you'll find people cropping up all over the place. That uh, uh, what's his name, Colin Baker, um, mm-hmm. one of one of the doctors, um, mm-hmm. used to actually be um, back on Gallifrey. Um, you know, as, as one oh. of the people in Gallifrey, um, not a Time Lord at all, but uh, you know, somebody liked his face and up he came. And, uh, and, and that's happened a few times. And if you if, if you look at if you look at the old old style Doctor Who, so back in the black and white days, the number mm. of people who 
um, who were, were almost nobodies at the time and up they came yeah. through Doctor Who and they, you know, their, their careers just blossomed uh, one, one that springs to mind immediately is um, Martin Clunes right yeah, and, and he, he he played a part in, in Doctor Who as a very young uh, very young guy um, and look where he is now yeah you know, one, one of the one of the, great, one of the greatest comedians in Britain yeah Absolutely, yeah. No, that, that, that's a wonderful franchise to be yeah, involved in. Yeah, it, it, it really is quite amazing. Uh, and I, I do still think that, that we need a female doctor, but <gasps> it's controversial. <laughs> I understand, um, but it will I'm happen. Sure, and I'm I sure whoever they get, will I'm be sure there. whoever they get will be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> he said, diffusing the diffusing the hand grenades. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a bunch of Doctor Who fans. Are, around the world have gone yeah, that's right because <gasps> when, I've, when I've gone to conventions and I've done panels and I've brought that yeah. up it's so funny to see the room just divided yeah well, I mean historically he's always been a man but but you know but they've I also know. I mean with uh, with having the, the, the doctor not the doctor uh, the master as Missy that's opened that's mm. the whole thing because Missy was brilliant Yes. Uh, you, know, you, you, you cannot fault the, the quirkiness, the, um, the downright evil nastiness of her. You know, absolutely brilliant. Yes. She played it so absolutely well. Absolutely right down the line, <laughs> superb. So, so yeah, you know, why shouldn't there be a female doctor? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, American presidents historically have already been white. Yeah. Had to change a Barack exactly. Obama. Exactly. Our prime ministers have historically been male. Had to change a Margaret Thatcher. So things have oh, yeah. to change, you know. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 it's interesting though, as you say, the way that people's uh, people's attitudes, you know, the, the sharp intake of breath, you know, that you know, that yeah. blasphemous. <laughs> I know, but then you always get the people that start cheering and yeah. whooping. So you know, it's it's difficult to, to tell. Yeah. Hey, you never know. The the, 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 the the next doctor may be uh, Sunita Henry. Uh, hey, I'm Who just knows? <laughs> Who knows? I'm sure you'd be really good, especially if you've got the eyes. <laughs> right. You know? well, do, do you remember Christopher Eccleston? Um, yes. He said, when, when he was changing, he said, I might come back with, you know, with two heads or with no head. Yeah, so, yeah. so you know, he, even, he, he, he even opened the door for the Doctor being non-human looking. Right, there you go. So, yeah. So we'll Although the makeup would be interesting. Can- yeah. <laughs> Squeezing into that every day. <laughs> yeah. That would be yeah, difficult. I mean, uh, it's, it's an interesting concept, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to see you come back in Doctor Who. Um, because, you know, you, you, you're a familiar face. You know, people know you. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the geeks of the world love to come back and say, well, she was here and she was there. And in that episode for oh, four yeah. seconds, she was over the shoulder, you know, and, and you can see a reflection in the TARDIS wind, you know, and stuff like that, you know. The geeks really pick up on everything. Yeah, the minutiae, they, they oh, love yeah, that yeah. stuff. I love that <laughs> about them. So, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I used to think I was a geek, but no, I'm very much no. not so. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, I just, um, I, I can't observe like that. They're, they're just incredible. They really are incredible people. Yeah, they, they take everything to pieces. I just watch it as yeah. a whole. Yeah. Every so often someone will pop up and I'll go, hang on a second. But, um, I don't go out of my way to kind of break everything down. Exactly. 
Exactly, yeah. 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 I, mean, uh, I, I like picking up on the, um, on stuff like, um, oh, the, in the 50th anniversary, this, the school that the, um, that the Cheston, uh, Ian Cheston was headmaster of. And Ian Cheston was the mm. teacher that Doctor Who had in the first, in the first, um, you know, in the first series. It was Ian ah. Cheston. And now he's headmaster of this school. And apparently he, he, uh, he hasn't aged because he's been in the TARDIS. Oh, he was in the yeah. TARDIS. Interesting. And stuff like that. So, Interesting. So, so you know, you, yeah. in, in there, there's there's lots of sort of in stuff that people can pick apart, and you know, um, it's quite deliberate. It's quite deliberate, yeah. which is which is nice. But it's even nicer when you get stuff which isn't deliberate. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, it's it, it's a beautiful series. It's been going for many years, and I hope it goes for many more. I and so. I hope you're in it. I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, right. So. Um, here we are at, uh, we've been going off and out for 40 minutes. <coughs> um, are there any questions you'd like to ask me? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of any right okay. now. I'll probably think of something as soon as oh, I hang no up problem. and then I'll be like, oh. No, uh, but, uh, yeah. it, it's, it's been wonderful talking to you. Um, is there anything, is anything you, that, that, that you'd like to, to pass on to us? Um, you know, the, um, you know, I wave greeting to anybody you know out in America. No, I just, I'd like to say, you know, just to people listening, just, just watch Olympus and, and, uh, give it a couple of episodes and you'll get it. And, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And, you know, Team Medea is, is the team to root for. Oh right, okay. <laughs> right, yes. right. I'll, I'll take that as a slight spoiler. <laughs> well, no, that's no spoiler. There's just lots of teams right now. Everyone's out for themselves, and I think if you're going to back a team, you should really back mine because she knows what she's doing. Yes, she does. That, that, that's she sure. really does. I think she's actually the only one that knows what she's doing. All right, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Thank you very much, Sunita. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thank and, you very much. Uh, as I say, as, as soon as you um, as soon as you have anything on that new game that's coming out, uh, if you give us a shout as soon as you're able to, and we'll uh, and we'll have a, another chat. It's been that sounds it's been good. A delight to talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank okay. you, hon. You take, take care. care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. You have been listening to episode 102 of The Event Horizon on Krypton Radio for June 6th, 2015. Our guest this evening has been Sunita Henry, who plays the role of Medea on the fantasy television series Olympus. Your host has been Krypton Radio's UK correspondent, Ralph Carr. This episode will air again on Sunday, June 7th, at 4 p.m. Pacific, and at various additional times throughout the coming week. Consult the program schedule on our website at kryptonradio.com for showtimes in your area. If you would like to appear on the Event Horizon, or you know or work for someone who does, please write to our production manager, Cat Carter, at catcarter at kryptonradio.com. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The Navigator was played by Christine Cherry. The Science Officer was science fiction illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The Engineer was Christian B. McGuire, and the Captain was voiced by legendary science fiction writer Larry Niven. 
This program and its contents, except where provided by others, is copyright 2015 by the Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. <laughs>